Good morning and welcome to WPPA Sports Saturday. Saturday, June 6th. Joined once again by my cohort in crime, Dr. Ed Benishunas. It's 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 it is up top. No, that's right. Are you okay now? No, we'll wait and see. How about now? No, boy, that's oh boy, it's very low here today, Chaz. Very low here today. But anyway, we got to thank our financial benefactor, CACL Financial, eighteen hundred West Market Street in the city of Pottsville. They're always open online. At CACLFCU.org. Don't forget about them on the Port Carbon St. Port Carbon St. Clair Highway. I'm trying to get you adjusted here. Somebody's screwing with the knobs. Ah, giving us the old knob job. CACL Financial voted the number one lending institution for the past six years. You won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. Thank you to BG's Value Markets for convenient locations for your shopping experience. Stop by, check them out at uh, Millersburg, Pine Grove, Jonestown, and Myersville. You need the food for the hot irons of that summertime grill. There's no better place to find fresh meat than at BG's Value Markets because if their meat was at Does your pressure, man come to mind when you, would you have think to. about the best things in your All sorts of things going on this morning. Yeah, jeez. Not running things like out of you're their a normal. novice or yeah. something. Well, no, I'm I'm just not running things normally and tried something new today and boy is it backfiring all over the place. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. don't forget Gears, Gears Dairy. Dairy. Schuylkill County's oldest family owned full service dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. Don't forget their delicious dairy products from whole milk to skim milk, the orange juice packed up with that vitamin C to stave away that cold and flu or anything else, and then also, the delicious iced tea and fruit drink products and the new raspberry iced tea, Chaz. And I'll tell you what, you know what I really enjoy about this raspberry iced tea from Gears Dairy is mm. it is not too sweet. You've got great flavor. Mm-hmm. You've got the mix of Gears Original and raspberry. Do you know what's even greater? They're coming out with a diet decaf. Yes, sir. And you know what's even greater? Like, sometimes when you drink some of these, like, teas... You get like a a, a, a syrupy like feel or syrupy. Not with gears. Not with gears. It's so smooth. It's delicious. The new raspberry iced tea. We're enjoying it today. Hydrating here on WPPA Sports Saturday, and uh, you talk about hydration. Okay, huh? we're well, starting to hydrate the uh, yeah. sports world a little bit. A little bit, and you know the interesting thing through my fumbling this morning. I apologize. I'm all over the place, but uh, you're playing with those knobs. NBA though. is coming back, which is. A good thing if you're an NBA fan. You know, they have a design plan. Yeah, NHL what, what had it? a design plan. And yes, those seasons were in progress, so it's a little easier to resume. Baseball, however, and I left the story upstairs. They're a couple hundred million dollars off each direction with what they plan to do. And there's there's a point where the owners are saying they can suck it up. But the owners initially give an 82-game schedule with a greatly reduced salary for players. The players say no. Okay. The players come back with a 114-game schedule with, to, in order to encompass a little more pocketbook for themselves. The owners say no. The owners then counter that with a 48-game schedule. The players are saying, what? At full pro rate. The players said, we'll play 82 at full pro rated 
salary. They'll 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 rate you know cut off for those games if it's just equal cut. You know, full prorated, not convoluted. Well, now they're both saying no to everything. They are going to wipe Major League Baseball off the map through this whole thing because next year is a contract year already. Yeah, so it's kind of like push and shove in this time of where it should be compromise in what's best for themselves. They should just be singing each other into other fans. my lord, let's go play. You know what I mean? It's. I told you a few weeks ago. I mean, your take a backhand pain of five years ago should resurrect itself with, with Major League Baseball because it has just been horrible. Well, you know, I think the the cool thing. I don't know if you saw Reading. They're uh, going to have a, a party with a purpose type set up at uh, First Energy Stadium, and then Father's Day Saturday. They're going to have a Father's Day deal the same way. You can go out and play catch on the field. There's food open. You can go out and sit outside in uh, Tompkins Vist Plaza there, or else they're going to have tables out in the field too. And, you know, there's, of course, you got to pre-register for the event. I believe it's like $5 tickets, and they're raising money for charity. But it's a way to get people in because minor league baseball just ain't going to happen. Yeah, and it, it's an actual a shame of uh, all those people who enjoy that uh, type mm-hmm. of venue and enjoy that type of entertainment that – we're not going to have it. It's family friendly. It's budget friendly, and you know it, it just uh, is rotten that you know it's not going to go on for uh, 2020. And um, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, the more I think about these major league baseball players, the more disgusted I get with them. As uh, I mean, it, they want to go, and it's about themselves. It's not about us at all. Anybody who thinks that a, a, a player has the fans in the best interest, you're getting a sham pulled on you. The wool over your eyes. The old because, proverbial woolly, huh? Yeah, because it, it is not. It is not about you and I as average no. fans and, and who support these players by buying their stuff, by you know wearing your favorite logo of your favorite team on your your shirt, your hat, your jacket, your shoes, your underwear, whatever. Preach on, Reverend Belly. You know, because it, it is not about us. I mean, and it, it's getting more and more obvious. I go back to, to I mean, we talked about it, the, I mean, the, the, the strike season of uh, 94 and, you know, how baseball took a turn and, you know, I mean, viewership and, and fandom, uh, fandomodium uh, all took a hit. And I think mm-hmm. we're going right back down that same road. That is when America's greatest game, baseball, you know, lost the front seat to, to NFL. And, you know, it's going to happen again. It's going to happen again. It's if take this continues much longer and they're not on the field within the next month, they're going to fall to four, possibly five in the ranking of major sports. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be behind. I mean, who would ever thought that, you know, I mean, maybe auto racing or something like that. Uh, uh, you know, would come, uh, you know, up to the forefront or, or one of the, you know, tops over, you know, I mean, some of the other sports. And, I mean, it, it's crazy. You know, I mean, you look at the NBA, I mean, they're going to take what? I think, is, is it 21 teams to Florida? Something like that. And, yeah, they're all going to be at the Disney Wide World of Sports Complex, and they're ready to go. They're going to pick up a couple games to get the final seeds in for the playoffs, and they're going to call it, quote, unquote, regular season. And they're leaving some teams that are mathematically out of the equation to make their playoffs, period. You have to be within a couple games of the eighth seed in order to get down there to play and finish your season. 
And then they're going to start a playoff format. All of it will be at the Disney ESPN Wide World of Sports <laughs> Complex. And, and they'll play all the games from there. Yeah. Teams are going to play pretty much every day. It's just the way it's going to work. And they're going to play it out. And, uh, you know, they're, they're ready. They, they said, here's our target. Boom. This is when you need to be here. Um, you know, we saw the NHL. They have a plan coming together where they're going to have playoffs. And uh, we'll see how that works out so they can finish their season. And, yes, the difference is their owners already have made a lot of their money. In baseball, the talks are that they make 40% of the overall take for baseball comes from tickets, concessions, in-ballpark purchases, whatnot. Okay? Yeah. The other 60% is television revenue. Okay. Okay, now the story and... If we don't have a game on TV, how do we get paid? The sports director and I were figuring it out, and the numbers... We were trying to figure out, didn't seem to add up. But the one number that was kind of in there was the owners combined will take a hit of $640,000 per game. Okay. Okay. So it equates when you divide it by all the Major League Baseball teams mm-hmm. to about twenty grand a game is what the owners are going to lose. In television revenue. In overall revenue. That doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. When you combine it with the television revenue, it was like six hundred ninety-four thousand dollars a game, which is a little more than twenty grand, but not much more. Uh, twenty grand to six ninety-four. Uh, that's uh, you know uh, six seventy-four. No, 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 no. It ups that twenty grand to like twenty-five or thirty. But a game. So you're looking at forty-eight games in this schedule times that. That's the number technically that they're going to lose. Wow. Okay. Now, that's kind of where we were. But then on the back side of it, there was some gross million figure that just didn't make sense, along with 720 games, which didn't equal, if you have a 48-game season, you have X number of teams playing. It actually came out to 1440, but the 720 was half of that. So we we're try- kind of trying to mold all this together. And I know it's a lot of numbers, and it just doesn't make sense. But there's some kind of convoluted formula that they well, have I think, figured all I this think out. Well, I think that you didn't take the Y and, and multiply it by itself twice to come out you with the You have to X. go in there, don't you? Just because you're taking a math course for your bachelor's degree doesn't mean you know I didn't, everything. I didn't take a math course. <laughs> no math course. <laughs> but anyway, you're right. You know, and it, it's amazing. Say it one more time. Na- you're right. NASCAR got back and has been pulling it off. Their television, although there's no fans in the stands, and they will be racing in a couple weeks at Pocono without fans in the stands. I don't know if we're going to be able to get any audio from those video chats or online streams that they have. We'll see if we're going to have a show about Pocono this year. I don't, we will. I don't know how much access we're going to have. We'll have a show. Okay. We'll but have access. Anyhow, because I don't know when they're actually going to be showing up to do this stuff. It may be while we're on the air because they're really not hanging around these places for multiple days. They kind of come in for the race and they do their thing and they pick up and go. So I'm not quite sure how it'll all work out for us. But NASCAR was able to take, you know, vision or viewer numbers in the one to two million range and quadruple it. Yep. For their races. Soccer has been playing the empty stadiums with cardboard cutouts of people and pumped in fan noise and have up their viewership shares as well. Okay. Did you soccer. see? Did you see Bundesliga? Korea? The whole nine yards. Yeah. You know, the, the German soccer league is getting big numbers. Korean baseball. I don't know. Did you see the fans in the Korean baseball stadiums? Yeah, they're there. Look at them. They're there. Yakajupi or whatever that thing is from Pokemon. Mm. He's hanging out behind home plate. Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That thing. That. Yep, 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 yep. Yakajupi. I had kids. 
So anyway, um, teddy bears know. and they have like stuffed animals in the stands. It's right. neat looking. So anyhow, you know, like that's my uh, cord here. Uh, wow, that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. really screwing yeah. things up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. You know, can Major League Baseball recover if they don't get back within the month? I think absolutely not. I mean, you know, John and I talked a little bit last week. I had a little intel, and then it was proven this week with James Franklin's letter coming out or late, later last week. He has his team on a 14-day quarantine in their homes. He said, you got to do it. When you come back, we're going to check you. You know, he, he put them on quarantine before they could come back. Penn State has their plan in place of when those student-athletes were coming back to campus. And I think they may be there now. Uh, I think it's uh, today, tomorrow, Monday, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and when they're there, they got to go through all sorts of screenings and stuff like that, and they can, you know, things are slowly moving. There was a very large uh, undertaking, uh, you know, to to pull it off. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, revised uh, SOPs and cleaning and, you know, it, it, it's a large undertaking, and, uh, you know, I mean, they're going to be some of the first students that are back on campuses uh, for the whole university that's, you know, geographically displaced or, or, or placed across the uh, the state. And, you and know, country. Yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be the first, I mean, time that, the you know, a large university, you know, I mean, is getting back, you know, I mean, in, in the state of Pennsylvania. So hopefully... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be the model pretty much for, for you know, I mean, the rest of the university and also for, you know, some other institutions. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be very interesting. But, I mean, you know, when you look at all these plans in place, even the PIAA, and uh, we don't have Dr. Lombardi today. He still is working on things for moving forward and getting seasons underway. Some things they did put out about off-season workouts and what you have to do there. But each individual school district now – has to formulate their own health and safety plan, not just in the educational world that we see most of uh, people pushing out there now, but also the PIAA and, and, and PDE is the offshoot is you need one specifically for your sports now. Yeah. And you need to develop that. It needs to be passed by your board of directors, your board of education, and then it must be submitted to the state for their approval before you're given the green light. So right now, My athletic question. directors are crunching, hoping they can get this done in their June board schedule because the next season opens July, July 1st. Yeah. So... But the question yeah, is the ADs is, are working hard right now. Yeah, I mean, my my question is is going to be this: is I mean, who sits down and reviews five hundred and some plans, individual plans? You know, I mean, I I almost think is it, government not bloated enough? But I, you know, who sits down and, and and reviews these? Don't you think that it should probably just be one blanketed plan across? You, know, I mean, like. Like, I mean, you and I as everyday average citizens, you know, I mean, what do you follow? The Wait guidance from where? Wait a second. Wait a second. Whoa. Whoa. Back that truck up, Mr. Benashunas. Beep. Beep. What Whoa. I'm going to tell you. It sound, like, it sound like a week's paycheck. We're good. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I will tell you, and this is true for pretty much everyone not just sports, not just schools, businesses, everyone should feel the same way, okay? 
the way the whole planning with this pandemic, and yes, it's unprecedented times, and we've never been through this before. And, There's not a playbook okay, for it. Okay, are you ready? Let's take it from the top ruling section, our country. Let's start there. Okay. Don't forget, where, you could tune in for where, more inside right, information. Step up to the mic. Step up to the yeah, mic. <laughs> I get it. But when you take guidance, and this is the same for schools and athletics and stuff like that. Okay, I'll give people the benefit of that. They're trying their best. But what I don't like is federal government, you know, everybody says the president didn't shut down the country. That power was with the governors. The governors are the state level. So the federal government pushed it down to the state level. As it should be. Okay. So the state level then says, well... Here's our guidance. We change it daily. But in the end, it's a local decision. So now it's, down it to your, now it's down to your municipalities, your school districts, your individual businesses. Okay? And they're saying, well, what do you want us to do? We have to fill it, figure this out, submit it to you for approval, but you're not telling us where we should be. Uh, uh, how do you work in that? Then, then we 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 should be working in a so conglomerate should, should local the, level. Should, should the PI double and they do? Yeah, then that's what you it know. Be. They're they're trying their darndest, but then they'll put something out. They'll send it in for approval. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And two days later, oh, we got to do this now. You know what I mean? Like science evolves, my friend. Yeah, but you can't you can't say then give us a blanket thing and let us just follow that. Because it's going to change be, on there, you. There, there should be some type of, you know what I mean, uh, it, it, and it's not an SOP, okay? It's not a standard operating procedure, but it should be a guideline. Boy, you must be getting okay. drilled on SOP lately because that's twice in one show. No, I'm just telling you. But no, Management mean, now. You, it's not a, a procedure. It's a guideline, okay? So what you need to do is come up with this, A, B, C, D, E, okay, and figure out how you're going to sur- or not circumvent it. But how you are going to solve that problem or how you are going to, you know, recognize it and, you know, and react and, and all of that stuff. So, I mean, that's the way it should be. I mean, how do you how do they go through 500 and some odd different plans and say, yeah, yours is good? I mean, literally, I mean, like, I don't I, disagree with you. What I'm saying is maybe there there's a plan that's lacking it and puts people at risk. And you need to step, I mean, and it goes on notice, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, hey, we just uh, infected 22 players on the football field plus the sidelines of 24 more on each side. So that's blah, 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 blah. You know, you keep on going on and on and on. And the next thing you know, you, you, you have a, a regional pandemic or a hot spot. You know what I mean? Because somebody missed something on the, uh, you know, uh, plan that they had come up with. And, uh, I mean, everybody else, all 520 other plans had it to address, but that plan didn't. And, you know, I, I just don't understand how you're going to review 500 and some plans and say, oh, yep, that one meets. Yep, 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 yep. As they're all language different, uh, they all have different verbiage about them. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just like, let, let's, nah, never mind. That's for another talk show. Don't forget, tune in, step up to the mic, 10 to noon, Monday through Friday. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you look at it, I mean, you look at a document that has been written over 200 and some years ago. You look at it this way and view it this way, and I look at it and view it that way, you know. And, I mean, there's a lot of uh, gray area. I like to call it the gray area. Uh, everything's not black and white. It's a, a lot of gray. Like gray shirt on today. See? See? Match. It's gray. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Well, it, you should sleep in more often. You're a bundle of joy. 
Oh, boy. <laughs> Jeez. Thank you there, Mr. Uh, Chipper. Always, you know, so nice and and never mind. Anyhow. Anywho, anyhow, anyway. But you're right. There should have there should be a guidance document provided. And I then don't you, disagree with you. Then you break it down. Then you break it down to, to fit your local or your, you know, individual plans. Okay. So like, you know, hey, we've got to do uh exposure control. Okay, what that may mean. Uh yeah, I mean, hey, maybe there's uh no locker room facilities. You know. Because we can't properly distance at six feet apart. So instead of going into a locker room, now we have to, you know, I mean, provide some type of coverage. Let's say, uh, let it be a big top. You know, uh, set up uh, that the, the, the team could go in and, you know, do uniform changes or whatever, you know. And that is what, what it is. You, I mean, you, you, got, you can't let the locker rooms uh, be accessible, you know what I mean, because it's not providing social distancing. All right. Uh, so you have to come up with some type of other, you know, plan uh, or, hey, you know what? You can't use your locker rooms, but, you know, you have two gymnasiums at your school. What do you, you do know, with a restroom with a trough in it? But, yeah, I mean, what do you do with a restroom with a trough in it? There you go. Do you put, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, a set, uh, hey, you stand here, you stand here. You can't stand there. You know, you got your six feet of distance. I, I don't know. Maybe there isn't a restroom with a trough in it. Maybe fans are told, listen, you got to go before you come. And, you know, if oh, you don't. that won't go over. But maybe, hey, we don't even know if there's going to be fans allowed. There may not even be fans allowed at these events. That's very true. So, yeah, I mean, that may be a thing. Or, you know, Boy, like. does that make our jobs a lot tougher? But also it could be, whatchamacallit, you mean, like, hey, uh, if you don't have, you know, uh the facilities to allow 125 people socially distance on one side, 125 people socially distance on the other side, you don't get to have fans. Yeah, so yeah, I mean that, that, that's what you got to look at. I, I mean, that's all yet to be determined. And where should it be determined? It should be determined at the state level or at a higher level, and then ship down to the local and say, "Hey, listen, can you meet these? Yep. All right, you're allowed to have 250 people in in the stands on Friday night. You're allowed to have." You know, a hundred people in your gymnasium for this basketball game. You're, yeah, I mean, that is where I'm saying, like, hey, there's got to be. I mean, maybe uh, there's a school big enough that could fit 500 people in the stands on one side and 500 in the other side, socially distance apart, uh, as per the guidelines handed down by the CDC or whoever. All right, now, yeah, I mean, you're allowed. Um, you know, the 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 school over there, Saint. St. You know, Mary's or, you know, ABC school district is allowed to have X amount of fans. That is where it comes down to the local level. Okay. But that's not happening. Each school has to do their own and figure it out. Well, you know, it's going to be different. It's it's going to be 500 different plans when there doesn't need to be 500 different plans. You know what I mean? The, The response... You know, to, to natu- uh, na- natural disasters and stuff like that is handed down, you know, locally from, you know, maybe a higher uh, form of government. And, yeah, I understand the republic. I understand a, a commonwealth. The republic, you know, I mean, the, the federal government shouldn't be the strong. You know, I mean, this is obviously talk for, you know, step up to the mic. But, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that is right. The federal government should be handing this down to the states. The states should be handing it down to the local levels. That is the way our system works. The most powerful form of government is your local government. 
uh, in case you didn't know that, uh, newsflash, uh, that's why it's very important to go out and vote. But uh, we'll continue on. Let's take a break. Let's get the doctor of auto racing. The racing superintendent. Yeah, racing superintendent joining us. Dr. Sean Fitzpatrick will be on the program talking about the T-102 Modified. That will be piling its way around Big Diamond Raceway next Friday night in Farsville. It's all coming your way here on Sports Saturday on AM 1360, 106 FM, worldwide, WPPARadio.com. Charles? Miss the show. Don't forget to catch us at anchor.fm for the podcast or also Google, Spotify, Apple, and all great podcast retailers out there. CBS News is now available on WPPARadio.com. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. It's coverage you can trust. And now you can get it on demand on the WPBA website. Just go to WPBARadio.com and click on the CBS News player. You'll be able to instantly hear the full newscast. It's updated every hour, 24-7, 365. So you'll always get the latest stories and know what's going on in your world. Check it out now and whenever you want the latest news. That's the CBS News player on WPBARadio.com. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road is the county's oldest full-service family-owned dairy. Gears prides themselves on their high standards and offers quality produced milk products as well as orange juice, fruit drinks, and their very own popular iced tea. Make Gears a name you invite into your home every day. Look for Gears products in your favorite supermarket or convenience store. Gears Dairy on the Tumbling Run Road, the county's oldest full-service family-owned dairy always committed to excellence. Does your bank come to mind when you think about the best things in your life? If not, consider a financial institution who has the experience in customer satisfaction. At CACL Financial, we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County for six years in a row. If you live, work, or worship in Schuylkill County, then CACL can help you with your financial needs. We have top quality products like free checking, lower fees, and better deposit rates than the competition. CACL Financial's goal is to deliver quality financial services to our members. Find out for yourself how it feels to work with a financial institution that's committed to helping you. Now, even more convenient with our newest location on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway with easy in and out drive through banking and a state-of-the-art ATM. CACL Financial voted the best bank in Schuylkill County six years in a row in Pottsville and now on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway. Trust CACL Financial committed to your customer satisfaction. Does your bank come to mind when you think about the best things in your life if not consider a financial welcome back here to wppa sports saturday of course here on 106 fm also wppa radio.com joining us is the superintendent of racing the pilot of the T-102 Modified at Big Diamond Raceway in Forestville. He's set to hit the track next Friday night for opening night. It's Sean Fitzpatrick joining us live here on the program. Good morning, Sean. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Good morning. How are you? Well, Do, doing well. It, you know, from one doctor to another, you need to address them properly, Ed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Dr. Fitzpatrick. <laughs> well, Sean. Don't call me late for breakfast, right? <laughs> you know, you've been sitting around for, what, the past 11 Fridays or so, 10 Fridays or so, <laughs> looking to get things going. you got a brandy new spanking machine you want to get out there. And what's it like in a holding pattern? 
Well, for me, I'm quite frankly, I'm I'm okay with the holding pattern this time of the year. We're so busy at work that you know the certainly the the time that would would take to be repairing these cars every week is is minimal. So I'm I'm okay with the holding pattern. And quite frankly, if you if you look back at the weather pattern the, the last couple of months, there's consistently been rain every Friday night. So chances are. Uh, coronavirus or not we, we probably weren't doing a whole lot of racing maybe got one show in uh, by this point and if you remember last summer was very similar we had a lot of rain and uh, and really didn't get started till close to the end of may last year either so uh it's, it's kind of becoming a habit it's and for me it's it's better to, to race in the summer than the spring the spring is tough for me We've got a lot going on so uh I, i've been okay with it I'm, I'm excited to get a chance to get back you know back behind the wheel but uh, I've been okay with a little break this spring. Sean, you know, you got that uh, new car, you got that new frame, you got the new engine in there, and, uh, yeah, I mean, you're sitting there looking at it, and, yeah, I mean, you don't even know how it's going to handle out there yet. And uh, are you going to get some right. practice time first, or is it just going to be like we've seen here with the return of NASCAR, pretty much get out there and start spinning laps? Yeah. Well, we, we're, we're going to go today, actually, to uh, – Race uh, down at Baps Speedway in uh, Newberry Town, Susquehanna Speedway. It was known as for years, and uh, they're having a modified show that they they put together for tonight. So uh, we're going to go down and uh, you know and, and use that as our, our our test session. And and if the car is if the car is good, we'll get up in the, the thick of things. If the car still needs some work, we'll lay back and just treat it as a practice session and take some laps. But uh, I think we'll be okay. I really do. We we have a uh, you know, a familiar setup, and and we we changed uh, we changed engines, of course. As you mentioned, we did we did build a new car this year, and I, I do I think we're going to be okay. It was uh, you know it was a basic setup that was similar to what we've been running, uh, so I, I'm I'm excited. The biggest change we made, of course, was getting the new engine package and then a new shock package that uh, that we built this year. We're gonna gonna give it all a shot and see how it works out. You know, when you do invest in this new equipment and stuff like that, Sean. You kind of have the fear of the unknown, and but you also talked there a little bit about not having to tinker with things in this off season. How tough yeah. is it through the week after after you have a night of racing? You have a week to to get things better. You hope. What yeah. type of investment comes into that? And it's not just you that's involved. Well, we you know there, there's a whole lot of uh, new new engineering geometry that's happening right now with. Uh, uh, chassis uh, devices called spring smashers where we're, we're accustomed to using digital computer scales and, and we analyze on those scales, uh, you know, weight transfer and diagonal weight. And, and, and actually the, the setup that we're, we're running this year is, is actually opposite of what I ran last year in terms of, you know, weight distribution. Last year we distributed uh, weight from, from left, left rear to, to right rear to create a transfer effect and, and create a little more dig on the right rear as the car cornered. Uh, this year, we're going to the track with the weight already on the right rear, less weight on the left than the right. Um, and, and we're, you know, we're hoping that it creates a just a more consistent entry. There, there were times last year where too much weight would dump over, and, and when it does, you'll see the the front end of these cars pick up. And once that nose of the car gets up on a restart or something like that, and, and you have to wait on it you'll lose two or three positions before you before you blink an eye. So, you know, that part of it's a little bit different in terms of, of way we, the way we're transferring weight. But we're still using, you know, computer scales and trying to analyze, you know, shock travel and things of that sort, whereas 
some of the bigger teams have moved to, you know, a device called a spring smasher. Um, you know, it's probably about a five to $10,000 investment that, you you know, you take the spring and the shock right off the race car and the computer analyzes its travel points and how much weight is, is on that, that corner as that shock travels. So, you know, there's, there's some, some crazy technology in the sport right now that, uh, you know, I wish we had a, a little more money or more resources to try to keep up with, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I think, I think we'll still be okay. And, and, Try to just try to get a consistent car with balance in it. So was the front end coming up? It's not as your dad analyzed it for us. He's just not putting the gas down. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, I'll tell you what. It's 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 a heck of a lot easier to drive from the grandstands than it is in the seat. <laughs> and uh, you know, I've had a lot of experts over the years tell me what I need to do differently. But you know, uh, the biggest change that that they made this year in terms of the rule package was switching from methanol to gasoline. In, in our engines, and, and, and it doesn't sound like a big deal. You think, oh, just you know, you're just changing up uh, the, the type of fuel that you're burning. And but, but in the reality of it is, it takes twice as much methanol. We burn twice as much methanol as we do gasoline. And in the beginning of a race, that means that you have literally an extra hundred pounds of fuel, you know, sloshing around the back of the car, but also pulling the rear end of the car down to give you that traction. And by the end of the race, when all that fuel is burning off, it, it changes so drastically. The handle of the car changes so drastically that you have to kind of set it up for a middle point. So you, you know you're going to struggle in the beginning of an event, and you know you're going to struggle at the end. You know, you have to determine where do you want to be better uh, at the end of the race or the beginning. Because, unfortunately, once people pass you, it's really hard to pass them back. As dumb as that sounds, once they get by you, um, it's, it's not as easy as, as most people would think to just drive back past people. So this year, everybody's on gasoline, and we'll start a race and maybe see a weight change of 25 to 35 pounds from the end of the race, or beginning of the race to the end of the race. And, and that, that really dictates how we set up the race car. It really changes how you know, the car performs at all three phases of the race, the beginning, the middle, and the end. And, and quite frankly, I, I, I think for, for a guy like me, um, you know, I don't do this for a living. These guys are racing two, three, four nights a week. They can adjust a lot better than I can, and, and it's. I think it's going to be an advantage for some of the smaller teams that that struggled with handling because I think it's going to be more of a, a consistent feel. Sean, when you talk about gasoline, I, I mean, it, it, is it the same stuff? Like I pull up in my uh, Chevy Silverado up to the gas pump, I you know jack in some eighty-seven octane. You're not jacking <laughs> in eighty-seven octane as you pull up to the local uh, gas station. You're uh, pumping in something different. Correct. Yeah, and it's it's about 114 octane, um, and, and oftentimes the the gasolines that, that that we're burning in the race cars are a leaded fuel, uh, which certainly you know anything you're going to buy at the pump is unleaded, um, but it's it's still a, a you know a, a product that that creates a combustion that's that's different than methanol. Methanol is a corn-based fuel, and uh, it's literally it's made of corn. And it's clear when, when the fuel burns, it actually burns a blue flame, and it will burn all the way out of the combustion chamber, out the exhaust pipe. And you'll even see, like, when we get out of the throttle at the end of a straightaway, you'll see flames shooting out the, the exhaust. That's mm-hmm. how far out the methanol will actually burn, whereas the gasoline burns pretty much, um, you know, within the, the combustion chamber itself and is burned up by the time it gets to the exhaust. And, uh, and again, it's, 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 it's a leaded fuel. 
and it, it's designed for you know for performance and for racing. Uh, my dad always says the the higher the octane, the slower the burn, the slower the burn, the you know the the higher the the, the horsepower you're going to be able to make if you if you find that happy medium in there. You know that's uh, interesting. So I guess the smells are going to be a little different now at the racetrack, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I tell you, if you if you think of it this way, the sportsman cars, um, you know, the, the sportsman cars have always been designed to assist the driver with handling. It's the sportsman division is meant to be uh, an entry division to you know to get you ready to race in the modified division. So the sportsman cars have always burned racing gas. Um, they, that's another reason why uh, Big Diamond elected to put sail panels because the sail panels on the sportsman cars create, I don't want to say a handling advantage, but it gives you a little more flexibility to not spin the car out. And that's, you know, that's the, the one of the most common things um, young drivers will do is, is overdrive a corner and spin a car out in front of a pack. And when that happens, you, you wreck a lot of equipment. So uh, that was a good decision by Big Diamond to put sail panels on the sportsman cars and Try to keep them locked down into the racetrack a little better, and let them, you know, let them sail that car into the corner without as, as much worry of them spinning out. You know, when you take a look, Sean, you wouldn't be able to do this without some great sponsors behind you. And uh, are, are we still that uh, same same vein in making the uh, Fitzpatrick Racing Team go? Yeah, I tell you, it's it's. I mean, it's it's amazing. Sometimes I, I just think, wow, these, these folks have been so great with me and and I, I think we do a good job representing them off the track as well but uh, CACL financial needless to say I you know I've been with those guys for a number of years and and we you know we love they do a May event with all of their stakeholders and we usually have cars on display for them and of course that got moved way back hopefully we even get it in this summer uh, but Jack Rich Incorporated and, and Brian Rich has always been great to me and, and helps us get those lubricants and fuels that, that keep us going week after week after week USS Aki um, and, and the craft house in Minersville, Shiley Fabrication builds our our bodies for us, and just have Bob's Pools came on board. You know, just a guy that builds pools but has a love for racing, and said, "Hey, I'll just I'll help you out whenever I can, and you know, get you some fuel, do some, you know, buy some tires, whatever I can do to help you out." So we, we just have a bunch of great people that stepped up and and kind of you know been helping us out for years. And uh, this year we started working with Osh Auto Sales and. Uh, you know, they, they've been, uh, it's just been a great resource for us. In fact, they're going to come with us today. And uh, Rodney Ulsh is just a, a great mechanic all in all. And uh, so he's going to be with us today and helping us uh, during our test session. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can keep the, the relationship going with these people because uh, I certainly certainly can't afford to keep it going on my own. And, and you know, and you know, we try to represent them and build beautiful cars and, and be competitive. And that's what we needed to get back to this year. We just were not competitive last year. And Went with older equipment and, um, you know, hurt our good engine on the third week of the season last year. So spent the rest of the season with a backup engine that just, it just wasn't the same. And, and once you go out there and you lose your confidence in your product and your car, it makes it real, real difficult to be competitive and want to even go. You know, Sean, you are the uh, pretty voice of those CACL commercials. <laughs> and you talk about in the latest one about it being the sixth year is the number one lending institution in our area. So how happy would they be to say they have the number one race team in our yeah. area? How important is it for you to, 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 to try it, to strive for that? Well, it is. And, and you know, and, and, and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm quite, quite picky about this, the sponsors that go on our cars. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anyone that, uh, you know, that, that, that I didn't believe in their product or, 
anyone that, that sold a product that was immoral or, you know, a, there's an old saying about Richard Petty. He could have had a, a lot of sponsorships from, you know, from cigarette companies and, and uh, you know, all the beer companies and whatnot, and he would turn them down. Uh, he said, my mama would never be proud of me if I did that. So we're proud of the people that are on our cars. And, and, and I, you know, obviously I, I do all my banking there. I do, uh, you know, we, we had our mortgages uh, through CACL and we've uh, our car loans and, and all those things. So, so, you know, we're not just, as they say, we're not just, uh, you know, uh, uh, the president, we're the, we're the customer as well. Well, we're not just the race team representative. We're customers of theirs as well. My entire family uses their products and, and loans and and we're you know we're, we're very pleased with them you know you bring up your family that's where i was going next you have a great group of sponsors a family of sponsors so to speak but fitzpatrick's race team is all about the family wow is he there i got you i lost you there ah, for a i thought so but you know your your race team is built with the family it, it's it's a family affair yeah i mean we i've, I've got two brothers that uh you know that, that that love this stuff and and have fun with it and our you know our dad is uh we're very fortunate to still have our daddy he had some open heart surgery a few years back and we you know we're just grateful when whenever he's around to you know to to, to just be with us and and you know keep our families close together and then my my son will be with me today and uh uh you know we're going to head off to the racetrack he knows he knows his role at the racetrack and loves getting you know back to the back to the racetrack he ran some races last year um, and decided this year, of course, that he really wanted to focus on baseball, and we all know how that worked out. So uh, my my heart kind of breaks for him. We, you know, we we made a decision to sell. Uh, he was racing a slingshot, a small car. We made a decision to sell that, and uh, and he said, he, you know, he really wanted to focus on his baseball and get back to playing high school baseball. And uh, and uh, of course, here we are in in June with no baseball season. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, so he's you know he's been helping me and, and my you know my family's a big part of it. You're absolutely right, and you know I, I, it's funny you say that. I think about that sometimes when I look around and I look at some of the drivers, even at the NASCAR level, that are successful. It always kind of warms my heart when you see them standing on pit road with a, a wife and kids right there by their side, and they've they've involved their family in the sport. I really think that's important to just survive. The sport requires a lot of time, a lot of energy, a, a lot of patience, and and it's not easy for a family to sit in a, a stand where you know the fans aren't always so friendly and they're they're quick to point out the flaws of the guys that aren't their favorite drivers. And needless to say, that can get difficult on the family. So I always had a respect for those drivers and the families that are involved. You know, it, it sort of I mean it reminds me of last year uh, in the summertime where. Uh, Kevin Harvick, you talk about NASCAR drivers and being the big stars. And uh, Kevin, you know, I mean, one of the stars of NASCAR, you know, had his son along on the road. Uh, just he and his son, uh, the uh, I believe Delano was at home or or whatever, tending to the house. And uh, he and his son, uh, dad ends up winning the race. They bring the young lad out, and he sits in a passenger seat with dad holding the uh, checkered flag. And it sort of reminds you, you know, I mean, as much as uh, people say, well, you know, it's a redneck racing or anything like that. It's a family-based sport, and you know, I mean, the yeah. Fitzpatrick family is uh, uh, evident and is uh, proof of that. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I you know, years ago, I I helped out uh, a friend of mine was was doing some shock work for uh, a cup team, and and we would we he would you know call me when he when he'd get close to the East Coast, and I would travel with him to Delaware, New Hampshire, Pocono, those you know the closer tracks. 
and um, and it was impressive to me. They always had a, a church service. They had a church service every Sunday before the races in NASCAR, and and I remember many a Sunday, you know, looking around, and and, and one particular Sunday, I was sitting in in the, the the chair right, you know, kind of towards the center, and Jeff Gordon came down one aisle, and Jimmy Johnson came down the other. And they both kind of pointed to the open seats that were on either side of me. And I literally had Jimmy Johnson on my left and Jeff Gordon on my right. And we talked more about school and education than we did racing, ironically enough. So, uh, but to see those guys with their families and, and going to the church service and, you know, it's, they're, they're, you know, there's, there's some great family men in the sport. And like you said, Ed, it's, I think it's one of the most important parts of the whole deal is to get it right, have your family involved, and uh, make sure that you're not putting them second. Yeah, and it's always fun. I mean, like I know uh, I've been to uh, Big Diamond quite a few times. I've been up to Sealings uh, uh, Grove quite a few times. And, you know, I mean, in the stands, it's also a family atmosphere at all of these uh, local dirt tracks. And, you know, I mean, you have the uh, mother and the father. I mean, your dad uh, is always a great uh, entertainer uh, at the track on a Friday night. And then, uh, you know, I mean, you, you walk over there into turn one and there's people in lounge chairs and all that. And it's, you know, mother, father, or mother, you know, the kids and, and you know, the, the, the in-laws. And, you know, then the driver comes out of the pits, you know, to talk with them in between heats. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, like I said, it's funny to, 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 to watch the different families. And, you know, there was a time when I had a little more time in my life uh, that we would, you know, we would sell T-shirts and have, you know, and have some some uh, team team apparel and whatnot. And uh, and it was always fun for me to walk around and see see other people wearing our shirts and knowing that you had you had supporters out there beyond your family and people that were cheering for you, especially when you're, you know, you're a local team. I don't think people realize the the caliber of the competition that comes to Big Diamond Speedway. Uh, I mean, you could you could have Stuart Friesen there at a you know at a short track series race on a Tuesday night at Big Diamond, and then the following weekend he's racing Texas Motor Speedway uh, in a, in, his, in his truck. So you know you, you just have the best of the best in the modified division every week with Von Doren and Pouch and Strunk and Dwayne Howard. Uh, Ryan go down and, and now you're, you throw Mike Goulart back in the mix. He's going to be up there as a regular Rick Lawbox there as a regular Jared Umpenhauer. The, the competition, it, it's, it's truly remarkable, you know, how good these teams are and how, you know, what, what high quality equipment they bring to the racetrack. I remember years ago, my college roommate uh, came to visit me one summer weekend and, and I said, Hey, we're racing this weekend. Why don't you come with us? And we pulled into the pit area and all these rigs start pulling in with 53-foot trailers and stackers with two cars inside and full pit crews and full-time crew chiefs. And he looked at me and he said, you're not racing against those guys, are you? I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. <laughs> he said, well, why, why did you tow here with a pickup truck? I said, well, that's what we have. <laughs> you know, we don't have a hauler with a living quarters and a kitchenette. Uh, we have a, a pickup truck and a trailer and and, uh, you know, a, a pretty basic car, and we go out there, and, and any night you're competitive, get a top-ten finish, that's like a victory. But you, you, didn't, you, you didn't tell them that you have that multi-million-dollar race shop down the street, though, either, <laughs> did you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> built, built that with our own hands and uh, back in the, the late 90s, and it's still going strong today. I'll tell you what, though, if we had it to do over, I think we would have designed it a little differently. But when you're 20... 21 years old and you know you're trying to pinch every penny that was the first loan i ever took out i borrowed fourteen thousand dollars joe gerchak was my loan officer still is today and i borrowed fourteen thousand dollars back in 1997 
to uh, to build that our race shop and we did everything ourselves we did all the work ourselves and jim murphy was our our friend and contractor who kind of guided us through everything and said you know here's what you got to do and then he got his hands dirty uh, you know as well and we built a you know we built a nice pole building and and then uh, as we got a little older we were able to to afford uh, to get some help with it. So Bob Green has been awesome at Pioneer Pole Buildings and Pioneer Metal Roofing. He came out and put a nice extension on the back for us, a big expansion off the side. Uh, and just, just Bob, Bob always takes care of the locals. Um, and that's the one thing I'll always say. Uh, it always seemed like we held a special place in, in Bob Green's heart, the local racers. He he just finds a way to make sure that if, if you need something, he's going to find a way to, to get it for you. And I you know, at, at that time, we needed a little more space and a little more room, and uh, and he worked with us. In fact, he just finished another building for my dad, uh, which is good news for us. We can get some of my dad's toys out of our garage. We have his Corvette in our garage that was just restored. So uh, Bob just built another building for my dad. So it's fun when you don't have to build all the stuff yourself anymore, and you know, and you can you have a quality local company do it for you. Well, the funny part about it is, is, is he was over there building a race shop. He was also getting some uh, inside information. As he's uh, one of the primary sponsors for Craig Von Dorn. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's uh, you know, Bob. Bob's look, Bob's been around racing a long, long time, and is on a, a number of cars and a number of divisions. So, it's uh, yeah, he knows. Believe me, there's a lot of things he could be teaching me. I don't have to teach him anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean, we uh, thank you for joining us this morning, taking some time out of your busy days. You get ready to go racing tonight and uh, get ready to set up for next Friday night's uh, opening night at Big Diamond Speedway out in Forestville. And uh, we'll be wishing you the best to get that T-102 modified pilot into that victory lane. And maybe we'll be there to give you some insight. Hey, I could use I could use all the help I could get. So just bring some work gloves because we're gonna put you to work if you show up. So. Okay, <laughs> all right, not a problem. Well, just make sure you share or uh, yeah. uh, save us uh, one of those beverages from Victory Lane, uh, courtesy of the Craft House. You got it. That sounds like a plan to me. I appreciate what you guys do for uh, for all the local sports. All right, Sean, hold the phone. We'll be right back on Sports Saturday on AM thirteen sixty one hundred six FM worldwide. At WPPARadio.com. Don't forget, we're a podcast. You can find us at Anchor.fm, our host site. Also, Google, Apple, Spotify, and other great podcast platforms around the world. It's WPPA Sports Saturday. Does your bank come to mind when you think about the best things in your life? If not, consider a financial institution who has the experience in customer satisfaction. At CACL Financial, we've been voted the best bank in Schuylkill County for six years in a row. If you live, work, or worship in Schuylkill County, then CACL can help you with your financial needs. We have top quality products like free checking, lower fees, and better deposit rates than the competition. CACL Financial's goal is to deliver quality financial services to our members. Find out for yourself how it feels to work with a financial institution that's committed to helping you. Now, even more convenient with our newest location on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway with easy in and out drive through banking and a state-of-the-art ATM. CACL Financial voted the best bank in Schuylkill County six years in a row in Pottsville and now on the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway. Trust CACL Financial committed to your customer satisfaction. Hi, I'm Brooke Shields. I've had a lot of different jobs, from actress to author to clothing designer. But there's one that's more important than all the others, being a mom. 
It's the most difficult and rewarding job I've ever had. It's also a big responsibility. I'm teaching my daughters to be strong and independent so they can successfully navigate their own life journey. And I'm protecting their future by having life insurance. Just like my mom, I'd give the world to protect my children. I got life insurance before I was married because I knew I wanted children someday. This isn't anything I was taught growing up. It's a lesson I learned on my own and want to share with you. Getting life insurance might feel scary or like it's something other people do, but once you get it, it's done. And it's something most people can afford. Protecting my family financially means everything to me. That's why I have life insurance, and you should too. Learn more at lifehappens.org. A public service message from the nonprofit Life Happens. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. My dad is a hero. He goes into burning buildings. He finds people inside who need to be saved. Then he helps them get out. Even when he can't breathe or see. Even when he's a little scared. My dad is a firefighter. He does great things. And the best thing he can do is come home. The U.S. Fire Administration, a part of FEMA, reminds you to protect the heroes who protect our lives. Have a smoke alarm on every floor. Test it monthly. Replace the battery yearly. Do your part to get out before firefighters have to come in. The fact is, 60% of all fire deaths occur in a home without a working smoke alarm. The good news is, that's a fact that can change. For more information, visit the U.S. Fire Administration at www.usfa.fema.gov. Working for a fire-safe America. CBS News is now available on WPPARadio.com. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. It's coverage you can trust. And now you can get it on demand on the WPBA website. Just go to WPBARadio.com and click on the CBS News player. You'll be able to instantly hear the full newscast. It's updated every hour, 24-7, 365. So you'll always get the latest stories and know what's going on in your world. Check it out now and whenever you want the latest news. That's the CBS News player on WPBARadio.com. Welcome back, WPPA Sports Saturday. Well, Chaz, we're almost done for the day. We are. An interesting look at the arena of dirt racing this morning with Remember, the doctor, Sean Fitzpatrick. Dirt's for racing. Asphalt's are getting there. That's what they say. And uh, locally, racing's going to open up soon. I know a lot of people are excited, but Sean had a very valid point there, Doc. The last few Fridays have been wet anyway, so let's, it wouldn't have went off with take the, a gander. You, 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 don't let's do the research. You don't have enough time. Let's you don't have enough time. But Come anyway. on, I have enough time. The time is only on our side. Okay, uh, I guess you're turning into something ah, different. 77, thunderstorm possible. For next Friday? Yep. There you have it. We'll be there. We'll be uh, in attendance, though. And, uh, yeah, not I mean, all of us. Why? I don't know. Oh, okay. We'll see. 
Well, all right. Well, we'll you wait know how to see I feel about large crowds here. right now. We'll see how we can fit you into the schedule. But we're, uh, we're, well, you know how I feel about large oh, crowds right now. Gosh. Little, You're large. I'm and a little in a nervous crowd. about it all. You're large and in a crowd. Yeah. Large and in charge. Well, the, the crowd part is what bothers me a little bit. So you've got to respect my authority, as they say. Uh, I respect your. But we're out of time this morning here on Sports Saturday. So we wrap up this week. We got to thank our financial benefactors, none bigger than CACL Financial, 1600 West Market Street in the city of Pottsville. Also Proud found spot. at the Port Carbon St. Clair Highway with great drive up services for you there. Always open online at CACL, and actually it's 1800 West Market Street. Always open online at CACLFCU.org. I have been all over the map this morning. And the proud sponsor of the G102 Racing Modified. There you have it. They've been voted the number one lending institution for the past six years. It's because you won't find a better fiduciary relationship anywhere. Thank you to BG's Value Markets. Four convenient locations, Minersville, Jonestown, Pine Grove, and Millersburg. Stop by, check them out. For all your grocery shopping needs, they got aisles upon aisles of savings. And don't forget, when you fire up the grill and get those irons hot on that griddle, there's no better place to get your meat than at BG's Value Markets, because if their meat was any fresher... You'd have to slap it. Yeah, and then while you're at BG's or your other favorite retail locations, check out Gears Dairy, Schuylkill County's oldest family-owned full-service dairy on the Tumbling Run Road. They've got the full dairy line from whole milk to skim milk. Also, the delicious orange juice to kick off your Saturday morning just right. And the delicious iced tea and fruit drink products. Now, raspberry tea. Soon to be diet decaf raspberry tea. It's sipping those summertime thirst away. You're listening to WPPA Pottsville, translator W290DP Pottsville.